the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Whether you're listening on 98.9 in Columbus or 94.5 in Dayton. Appreciate you guys making us a part of your day. And if you miss a segment of the show and you'd like to hear it later, you can go to either webpage. 989theanswer.com, theanswerdayton.com. Click on the podcast link. Listen tab first, I think. Then podcast. Find your way to my show, and it will be podcasted for you in half-hour increments. So you can go back and hear what I said at the beginning of the show today about the unconstitutional and lack of data decision by Andrew Ginther, affirmed by Columbus City Council, to close down the food trucks in the short north at midnight. Do they have numbers, figures? film, video of fights happening because of disputes that break out in food truck lines? Nope. Can they put any of the violence the previous two weekends in the short north at the foot of the food trucks? No, they cannot. But I suppose their logic is everybody's yelling for us to do something, so that's something. May put the food trucks out of business. They don't care. They don't care. That will be in the first segment of the show. Now, I heard the Salem sports update at the top of the hour. Uh, LeBron James is supposedly now contemplating retirement. I don't know whether this is more likely or less likely to happen. I would tend to say less likely because his son, Bronny, is going to play his first year. I was going to say his only year, but he'll play his first year of college basketball next year at USC. Maybe LeBron retires so he can follow Bronny around. And then if Bronny is good enough to go pro, then LeBron would reappear, come out of retirement, and play with whatever team drafts Bronny. I could see that. The other sports news at the top of the hour, a little tough for Blue Jackets fans to (laughs) process uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, the goalie who the Blue Jackets used to have until he left town as a free agent and went to the Florida Panthers, has now gotten his team within one win of going to the Stanley Cup Finals. So the question about whether Sergei Bobrovsky was ever going to be good enough to get his team to the Stanley Cup Finals, the answer appears to be yes. Unfortunately, the answer to which team he'll get there is not the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's, he's allowed three goals in three games. And they played four overtimes in the first game, which is essentially another game plus another period. So he's basically allowed one. He's he's allowed three goals in four games and one period, and only one of those goals has been an even strength goal. Wow. Why couldn't we pay him again? Oh, I guess he didn't want to stay. He didn't want to stay. Okay. No, he didn't want us. I guess we don't want him. But I can't even remotely sell that to myself. I oh. I always wanted him to stay. I wanted him to stay more than I wanted LeBron to stay. Because Sergei Bobrovsky's not a woke idiot like LeBron is. Okay. You might have remembered 
Late last week when the three FBI agents were in Washington, D.C., blowing the whistle on how they've been targeted by the FBI. And an argument broke out between Jim Jordan, head of the committee in the House, listening to the whistleblowers, and this deplorable individual who is the congressperson from the U.S. Virgin Islands, Stacy Plaskett, okay? And they argued and argued and argued and argued about the one FBI agent who agreed to be interviewed by the Republicans, but he wouldn't agree to be interviewed by the Democrats because the Democrats had previously leaked to the media and lied about another of the whistleblowers. To refresh your memory, I just had it and I lost it. To refresh your memory, uh, if I can find it again, it's right here. Hold on a second. Here is the argument. Oh, man. Here we go. Here's the argument about Democrats being mad that they weren't allowed access to the whistleblower. Lady from California, Ms. Sanchez. Um, Mr. Chair, just as a point of order, um, I understand and we have been made aware uh, from what you stated uh, in your opening statement, as well as in a press conference earlier, that Mr. Allen did meet with you all um, and might have a testimony that was transcribed. Neither, and I understand that he stated that he did not feel comfortable meeting with the Democrats. He's comfortable being here today in open, this open forum. We will be questioning him. Will you give us a copy of that testimony that was transcribed of your discussions with him? I'll be up to Mr. Allen. Um, but you are in possession of them, aren't you? Sure are. So why would you not give them to us? Mr. Allen's a whistleblower and he didn't want that to happen. We'll he didn't want, him. but he's ha- ha- comfortable here in open discussion with us today? Sure is. You can ask him questions if you want. You, you don't share the, your information with the minority? Nope. The whistle. No, so that, you're not sharing that, information the, that the you've whistleblower. obtained. All right, that's enough of that. So you get the gist, right? The Democrats are mad. Because they don't have access to the whistleblower. So you would glean from that, would you not, that the Democrats always want both sides to have access to the whistleblower. That is certainly what we can glean from that particular instance where the Democrats were so outraged. Linda Sanchez from California and Stacey Plaskett from the Virgin Islands and some other random male knucklehead Sorry, hope you're not. Hope I'm not dead naming you, male knucklehead. They all want access to the whistleblower. So certainly, if Democrats are ever in charge, like they are in the Senate, they would definitely make every whistleblower available to Republicans, right? Well, not so much. In a letter yesterday, <laughs> attorneys for the IRS supervisory special agent, who is the whistleblower in the Hunter Biden case. They go to great lengths to rebuke the senator from North Carolina, the Democratic senator from North Carolina, Ron Wyden, who has been blocking Republican Senator Chuck Grassley, who's been, along with Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, another Republican senator, investigating Hunter Biden. Ron Wyden has been blocking Grassley 
and Johnson's access to this IRS whistleblower. Now, how can Wyden do that? Because the Senate is controlled by Democrats, so Democrats are in the majority, so Democrats chair the committees. In the House, there's a narrow Republican majority, so that's the only way that Jordan can be in control in the House. So I'm reading this, and I'm like, wait, didn't the Democrats in the House just argue about this last week? Yes, they did. we got to have access to it. It's not fair. You have access to him, and we don't. Well, the exact same thing is going on in the Senate. And Wyden, who is on the Whistleblower Protection Caucus with Grassley, has refused to allow Grassley to participate in the Senate's probe of the whistleblower claims. Now, do you hear Chuck Grassley whining and complaining about this? No, you don't, because Chuck Grassley understands that power drives everything in Washington. And that's why it's important that in this next cycle of Senate elections, and it's a good cycle for De- for Republicans because there's a lot of Democrats, and hopefully Sherrod Brown is one of them, who's on their last legs. And if we can get control of the Senate, that'll be great. But here's my fear. Here's my fear with Trump running as the Republican nominee. I think we could lose not only the presidency, because I do think Trump is the one Republican. He's the one Republican who could lose to Joe Biden. I do not believe Tim Scott would lose to Joe Biden. I don't believe Ron DeSantis would lose to Joe Biden. You could even go deeper down the list of Republican candidates. I think Nikki Haley could probably beat Joe Biden, although I certainly have more favorites to run for president than Nikki Haley. Now there's talk that Glenn Youngkin might get in the race. Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. I don't understand this. I just listened to political commentators last night talk about how DeSantis blew it by not jumping into the race in January or February when he was close to Trump in the polls. And since then, Trump has widened his lead in the polls by like 20 points because people are coming to Donald Trump's aid since he's been indicted by Alvin Bragg in New York City. DeSantis should have gotten in earlier. Well, if DeSantis should have gotten in earlier and Glenn Youngkin is going to wait until November, December, or January to get in, how is Youngkin not getting in too late? I don't have any problem with Youngkin, but DeSantis, to me, is a much stronger choice than Youngkin because DeSantis has gotten more done. Now, fairness to Youngkin, he's dealing with a Democrat state legislator, so legislature, so it's good for him that he can work across the aisle. DeSantis doesn't have to. DeSantis has the power in Florida, and he's wielding that power, effectively getting passed a lot of conservative policies, getting rid of DEI, not letting Disney get away with its woke agenda. Ron DeSantis is doing a tremendous job, uh, but Trump could cost us in the Senate and in the House. So encouraging news, I would say, a recent Harvard-Harris poll shows that the American news consumer may be more discerning than we thought they were. Because, of course, you would expect that the percentages of people who believe certain things that are in the news 
would be impacted by the number of news organizations that are reporting such things. And if you have 80% of the media reporting that Donald Trump is a Russian cat's ball, that he's a Manchurian candidate, that he's a puppet of Vladimir Putin, if 80% of the media outlets are reporting that, and more than 80% did report that, and continue to, in light of even the fact that story's been blown apart by the Durham report and by the Robert Mueller investigation, then you would expect a high percentage of Americans to swallow the garbage that they've been given. But the poll of 2004, that's a big sample size, registered U.S. voters, demographically evenly distributed, taken on May 17th and 18th, shows that a majority of Americans believe the allegations in the Steele dossier, the one where Trump supposedly was cavorting with Russian prostitutes at the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow, and the Russian collusion stories, a majority of Americans believe those two things are false. However, 70% of Democrats still believe those corporate media lies. 70%. This is why it's frustrating to try to talk to a leftist. Because as I've said before, in the case of Joe Biden being the uh, Don of the Biden crime family, the lament from the left is, well, I mean, if he was on the take and he was getting all his money from foreign adversaries, then show us the evidence. Okay. Here's 20-plus offshore limited liability corporations. Here's 170-plus suspicious activity reports from banks. Here are bank deposits into the accounts of nine different members of the Biden family, including grandchildren. There are no invoices for services rendered to the government of Romania, China, Ukraine. Why are they sending your grandkids checks in the amount of multiple thousands of dollars? There's your evidence. And they go, well, that's not evidence. This is why it's impossible to reason with people who think men can be women and women can be men. Because if they think men can be women and women can be men, then they are gripped by delusion. Now, other findings in the poll. A majority of Americans say it is false that Trump colluded with Russia. A majority of Americans also say that the Hunter Biden laptop is real, not Russian disinformation. How does that break down? By political party. 79%. Why only 79%? Of Republicans think it's real. 59% of Democrats think it's misinformation, disinformation, made up, garbage. Wow. You can't reason with a crazy person. You just cannot reason with crazy people. Now, are they crazy because their mental synapses don't connect? Or are they so enslaved to woke ideology that they refuse to see what is plain in front of their eyes? Or is it? That deep down inside they know that Trump was not a Russian plan. Deep down inside they know the president's son is only getting 
multiple millions of dollars from foreign adversaries because he's influence peddling. But, but, the thing that keeps them from admitting those two things is their hatred of Donald Trump. That is what is keeping them. I can't explain why they hate Trump so much. I hear all the same tropes you do. Oh, Trump's a racist. Well, what did he do that's racist? Well, his very fine people comment. Well, his very fine people comment is also a comment that right after he said it, right after they clipped the soundbite, he said, I'm not talking about the Nazis or the neo-Nazis. Very fine people on both sides. I'm not talking about the Nazis or the neo-Nazis. Wait, cut that right before that part. Because then we can use it to hang him. We can use it to lie to people and we can convince people with those lies because they hate Donald Trump and they're not in touch with logic. No, Democrats are not in touch with logic. And if you needed additional proof of that, and I doubt you did, but if you did, here's a little sample of questioning yesterday on Capitol Hill where the education secretary, Miguel Cardones, is sitting in front of a House subcommittee, and he's being questioned by Jim Banks of Indiana. Jim Banks is kind of like Jim Jordan because Jim Banks and Jim Jordan were kept off Nancy Pelosi's committee that went after Trump for January the 6th. Remember, she only allowed Liz Cheney and... uh, Adam Kitzinger, to be the Republican members of that committee. Always committees had been able to name their own representatives. Party leadership had always been able to do that. Not this time. Here's Jim Banks and Miguel Cardonis. Indiana, my home state, recently passed a law at the state legislature that banned biological males from competing against girls in high school and elementary sports because obviously... Biological males have some physical traits that would give them an advantage in sports over girls. The education department, your department, uh, proposed a rule change that would pull federal funding from schools that don't allow biological males to compete against girls girls uh, in sports. Mr. Secretary, yes or no, do, does that mean that, you're, that your department would take away school lunch programs for needy kids because a state or a school won't allow a boy to compete against a girl in the sports? So uh, going back to the civics, if I could. Uh, no, no, I, I'm are, asking you a question. Are you, are, do you support taking away school lunches from kids who go to schools where boys aren't allowed to play on girls' sports teams? We are promoting a, the most rigorous, intensive academic programming under the Raise the Bar. I would love to share more do information. Do you support taking away a school lunch from a needy kid? A kid who might, it might be the only warm meal they get every single day because that school won't allow a boy to compete on a girls' sports team? I'm proud of the work we're doing. It's a yes make, or no question, Mr. Secretary. I'm proud of the work we're doing to make sure that all students Madam feel Chair, safe the in answer, school. The answer is yes. This administration would take away school lunches from kids who need that lunch, maybe the only warm meal that might, they might ever get because of the radical agenda of, of this administration. I yield back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.